in the Game Night Guys podcast system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The hosts who play and record the games, and the listeners who download and stream the episodes. These are their stories. This is Curtis. This is Brian. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones. But you'll have to wait your turn. And this week's game is the Law and Order game. Is this the one with Chris Maloney? He's in that. Is he? Lots of people are. I've never seen the show. Well, hopefully it's not a trivia game. Oh god, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Crap. Brian and Curtis. My name is Marlene. Um, I'm calling first off to beg for your forgiveness. Um, I should have called you back when you asked if any of the listeners were local. Um, I am. Actually, I met Brian a couple months ago at Ignite Phoenix um, with my friend. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to say um, sorry, and but thank you also for doing what you guys do. You bring a smile to my face every week or whenever you know how often you ever you guys record but also thank you just for um kind of putting that out there like doing what you feel fun and making that something that you prioritize so again thank you and i am a loyal listener and i promise to um, finally do an itunes review thanks i remember marlene i met her at night phoenix you did oh and you're saying her name properly now that we heard her say it herself thank you for calling marlene and telling us how to pronounce your name because i think we probably said your name wrong twice on the show oh <laughs> multiple times in multiple ways but no as i was telling you before i someone a friend of mine her middle name is marlene and that's how she spelled it the same way so that's why there was confusion so marlene you are forgiven if we are forgiven for butchering your name happens <laughs> it does and thanks for the itunes review we really appreciate that we got a second one as well this week from, I don't know if that's Freezing Rave or Freezing Grave. I think it's Freezing Grave. Hmm. Sure, why not? Whoever Thank, you are. Yeah, whoever you are. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> so as I was saying, Brian, I've never seen Law and Order. Never? Never. It's been on for like 28,000 years. It's been on since before I was born, I think. Well, no, you weren't. Oh, no? <laughs> it's not been on that long. I am pretty young. Hey. <laughs> it started in 1990. Oh, I was in high school, though. That's been a while. I was in college, but I never watch. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I didn't watch a lot of TV in college until my senior year. Right. And then I just watched reruns of Designing Women and 21 Jump Street. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and soaps. Uh-huh. I watched a lot of soaps back then. I've talked about your soap watching habits before. You know, this week, Hulu Plus started airing new episodes of All My Children and One Life to Live. Oh, my God. And Taylor, the latte boy, and I have been texting each other about these episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm going to give up on them, though. I, I don't know if soaps were that bad back then, and they're, or, and they're worse now, or I just didn't ha- know they were that bad back then. But they're really, really bad. I think, well, they're, they're written so quickly. That and 
on this Hulu version, since it's internet based, they get to say things like shit and ass and stuff. And it's, I, I gotta admit, that's a little weird. That's a little off putting, I would say. Because it's so cheaply made. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're on a set that probably costs like 50 bucks at Pottery Barn to furnish. It's shot on someone's flip cam. Probably. <laughs> but we're not talking about soaps, we're talking about Law and Order. And as you may know, Law and Order is an American police show and legal drama created by Dick Wolf. That sounds like a porn star name. It does. And it's a big franchise here in the States and worldwide, actually. So, Brian, since I haven't seen this show a lot, can you tell me more about it? I just, I know there's like a different crime every week. Here's what I know. Okay. It's set in New York. Mm -hmm. It's shot in New York. All right. The original Law and Order series, the one that this game is based on, is based on a two-part approach. The first half is about the police part, them Uh investigating the crime, usually a murder, and them finding the criminals or whatever. The second half is in the legal system with the prosecuting attorneys. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I didn't know like the episode was divided down the middle like that. So yeah, there like how many different iterations of this show are there? A lot. So you said there was the first one that was in 1990. And it went on for 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. There were kids born during the Law and Order era. Like, when it started, if they were born, they were 20 when it ended. Oh, that's crazy. How many episodes would that be? 456. That's a lot. I have heard of the Special Victims Unit. I think people always call it SUV. I usually end up calling it <laughs> SUV by mistake. It's SVU. It is. For Special Victims Unit. And it started in 1999. Uh-huh. It's starring uh, Mariska Hargitay. I never know how to say her name. I think that's how you say it. Mariska Hargitay. Hargitay. And uh, Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney. It's my favorite of the franchise because I knew both of them before Mm -hmm. watching it. Like I was familiar with their work and other series and other television shows and stuff like that. And then it also has uh, Ice Tea. Gotta love Ice Tea. Mm-hmm. I really want to see Ice Loves Coco. They're, they have a reality show. Yeah, that's that's you. But that's I, all you. Ice Loves Coco. It sounds like a classic American love story. <laughs> oh my God. Read a book. <laughs> they also had Law and Order Criminal Intent. Uh-huh. Which I, I didn't really understand that one. It was like... They had, like, detectives who found special criminals or something. Like, it starred Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, I have seen ads for that one. And he was weird. He would do this, like, weird, like, tilting of the head and crooking around to look at them in the face kind of move. Like a pug dog that you want to ask (laughs) if it wants to go for a walk. (laughs) Yes. And I watched it in the first season, but Mm -hmm. I've never watched it since then because... And I have a vivid memory of this. So my roommate and I would watch it and Boomtown. And we would call it Sexy Ugly Sunday. <laughs> okay. Because in the movie Kissing Jessica Stein, there's this whole conversation about sexy, ugly people. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Kissing Jessica Stein, I don't know what to tell you. I like it. I've Alonzo seen it. Duralde hates it. So whatever. Hi, Alonzo. On Law and Order Criminal Intent was Vincent D'Onofrio, who was kind of an odd looking man. Yes. And then on Boomtown, there was Neil McDonough, who is also a little strange looking. So we would call that Sexy Ugly Sunday. And then there were a few others. When the original Law & Order ended, there was an LVA version, but it was canceled. Oh, that's sad. And then there was something else with like B.B. Newworth that I don't think I ever watched called Trial by Jury. Oh, just stop. <laughs> this is like all the real Housewives variations, It too. is not that bad. No, it's just <laughs> like it. 
or Survivor. No, I can't compare this to reality TV, but for a, a scripted drama, it's odd to have so many variations of that. Well, they were the first to do that. I mean, typically now a lot of, play, you know, like the, there's all the CSIs and NCISs or whatever they're called. and Whatever acronym you can come up with. Right. And then they put them in different cities and mm-hmm. stuff. Most of these are all up, were in New York or right. LA. Oh, okay. They had a big cast that revolved. That was part of, I think, the longevity of it. Right. Keeping it fresh. Do you, So you never watched it. Do you know anybody who was on the show? I remember um, Sam Waterston was on it and Chris... Noth. Is that how you say his name? Is it Noth? I always want to say North. I think it's Noth. Noth? I'm not sure. Mr. Big. Mr. Big from Sex in the <laughs> City. Uh, Jerry Orbach, I remember him. Mr. Candlestick or whatever his name was. Yeah. What was his name? Lumiere. Oh, I never watched it. And so Beauty and the really Beast. Know. I never know how to say the uh, lieutenant's name. She was the male lady in Pee Wee Herman. Oh, um, S. Apatha Merkerson? Something like that. Uh. Jill Hennessy was on it for a long time before she went to Crossing Jordan. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Bratt, when he was dating Julia Roberts, That's was right. on it. And she was on. Oh, she was. She was. And then Angie Harmon, who is crazy. Nighttime. Daytime. Yeah. Seriously, folks, go look at her Twitter feed. It, <laughs> it is a stream of insanity. It is. It's funny. <laughs> Recently, BuzzFeed had a article you know how they do those lists Mm -hmm. they had one they rated all of the prosecutors in order of hotness oh i found that pretty delightful at the at the very lowest of the list was fred thompson republican presidential nominee fred thompson yeah he's (laughs) or or what what do they call that when they before they get to be the nominee candidate something like when he was running to be the nominee whatever that's called politics politics schmalitics the hottest was from law and order suv no, I did it wrong. SVU. SVU. I was even thinking about it. And I did it wrong. <laughs> wow. Stephanie March, who plays Alex Cabot, and Nan from Secretly Timid went to a, a abortion awareness. I don't know what it was called. Planned Parenthood thing. Okay. At the state capitol in Texas with Stephanie March. And she walked right by her. Well, there you go. Well, okay. We've been talking a lot about the show itself, but mm-hmm. there's we have this game in front of us where we're going to play, right? I kind of don't want to play the game. What? <laughs> it's dumb i can already tell it's gonna be dumb it is and and i actually the one this is my fault everyone i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah i saw this at goodwill and it came in one of those collectible tins like oh cool you know based on a tv show how bad could it be (laughs) it's very very so bad so bad i read through the rules a couple of times and i don't get it well we're gonna gloss over the rules and just tell you how it goes so we have all these scene of the crime cards, uh, different locations. Uh, we're going to shuffle those, and then each player must choose one card and a pawn to represent you as the detectives. When each player has chosen a card and a pawn, place the remaining pawn in the suspect circle. It's a roll and move game. If you land on a colored space, racist. God. <laughs> Draw a card of the matching color. If you are on a black space, racist again. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You're reading too much into it, Brian. Follow the instructions on the space. Draw a card and read its description to interview suspects and witnesses. If the card fits your case, keep it. Otherwise, discard it into the 27th precinct space. You can only have one of each type of card in your hand at any time. Dive into dumpsters. And that's in quotes for some reason. There are a lot of quotes in these (laughs) rules. When you land on the 27th precinct tile, pick one of the piles and root through it to find the card you need. Return the other cards no, to the pile. I don't want to do this. <laughs> this just sounds tedious. Is this a, Oh, that's the crime scene. Where's the dumpster? 
I guess, I don't know. Did they forget to put the dumpster space on the board? I think we're not going to enjoy this game. No. Um, prediction. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's going to blow. Solve the case when you have assembled enough information. You must land on the same square as the suspect to make an accusation. Have another player pick up your corresponding scales of justice card. <laughs> Compare it to your evidence. If you're correct, you win. If not, the justice card goes back and play. I This sucks. Well, yeah. Okay. Should we give it a try? Let's, I guess. Let's kick this big. So we all need a scene of the crime card. Okay, let's pick one. Um, So we silently read it to ourselves, which is awesome for audio. Done. So let me pick one. Wait, we each pick one? Yeah, because I think we're each individually... I thought we were working as a team. Are we? Fuck, I don't care. I... (laughs) What fun is that? We got to compete against each other. Oh, okay. We got quotas to meet in our in our precinct. We do. Yeah. Oh, oh, we oh, got, yeah. The precinct. We gotta give speeding tickets out and solve murder cases and all that. When I was driving to work Friday, I drove by the donut shop and there were two cops out front. It was just like huh. <laughs> stereotypes. <laughs> stereotypes, everyone. Stereotypes. The highest roller goes first. I got a six. No, how am I going to beat a six? <laughs> <laughs> One. <laughs> A winner is you. I get to move the suspect. To where? I don't know. (laughs) Did you read the rules? It says to do what it says on the space. Okay. If you land here, move the suspect pawn. Sit it on any of these four places. Evidence deck, location deck, weapons deck, or its start circle. Choice is yours. But isn't it in the start circle? Oh, yeah, it is. So I'm going to move it to the weapons deck. Okay. Now it's my turn. Your go. That made no sense. This did get a one-star review on Board Game Geek. I saw, uh, which is this website. We don't really talk about it because no, we don't. It, it's a website for people who like board games, and several of our listeners are on Board Game Geek, mm-hmm. and we are both on Board Game Geek. Yes. But I don't really know what to do there. I don't either. They have <laughs> the the geek gold currency, and you have to acquire it. I don't know how you even acquire it. And Ryan gave us some geek gold. He gifted it to us so that there was a reason. I don't remember why. We needed geek gold to do something. How did he get it? Because he's on there a lot. He likes board games a lot. We're casual players of board games. To say the least. (laughs) Casual. Yes. So casual, I don't even want to do this game. (laughs) Well, give it a shot anyway. I'm having flashbacks to Battlestar Galactica. Oh, we didn't even get to start that game. No, we didn't have enough players. You rolled a six. I did. That very good. So that very good. So <laughs> so I guess you get a weapons card. Your suspect is on the weapons. Yeah, let's put him back in the suspect place. Okay. What? <laughs> House roll. <laughs> so do I read this to you or do I keep it? I don't know. What is it? I think it, you keep it and try to... But this is random. How do you... Well, we have these pads here to keep track of stuff. So I think you just try to collect as many cards as you can to, because on the back of that card, don't look at it. It's going to say, <laughs> oh, okay, remember the scales of justice, the other person has to look. So I think you, once you get there, once you think you've collected enough stuff, it's very random, I think. Okay. Yeah. Why don't we talk about our vacations? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I went to Seattle. I am from the Northwest originally. I'm from Washington State. So I went home. I hadn't been back up there in about three and a half years since I moved back down here. 
So I figured it was time to go say hello to some friends. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And I stayed with my friend Brad, who is listening to this right now, probably. Hi, Brad Ma. And Brian calls him Brad Ma. Because he's like a grandma. With technology. Yes. That's, yeah, no other way. <laughs> well, he does have a cat. Yeah, he does. Pearl. She's actually famous. A cat named Pearl. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl is actually famous. In The Stranger, if you're in the Northwest, it's a local newspaper, like magazine type thing. Dan Savage writes Dan for Savage it. Dan Savage writes for it. Yeah. Edits it, actually, I think. Oh, well, hello, Dan Savage. There is an advice column, but it's supposed to be written by a cat. And so the picture they use for that advice column is actually Brad's cat. Wow. Yeah. Brad Ma, way to go. Yeah. They picked it randomly from Flickr, I think, from one of my other friends up there. Nice. But yeah, so every time that column appears, there's Brad's cat in, in the newspaper. I just like calling him Brad Ma. I know you do. <laughs> He loves it, too. So you went and stayed with Brad Ma. I did. Um, I saw my friend Toby, who I believe is just started listening to the show. He, Hi, Toby. He listened to several episodes the other day, he told me. I, we went to Portland. We drove to Portland, which was like a 170-mile drive. Oh. It's not too far. I like Portland. Uh, I like Portland, too, a lot. Um, stayed with a couple of Brad's friends, and we drank some alcohol. And then, uh, Wait, you say that like it's something that you don't normally do. I don't do it a lot. Uh, well, you're not me. On occasion. <laughs> drank some gin. Mama's juice right here. There you go. <laughs> glug, glug. Uh, went to this place, this dive bar, and it is the epitome of dive bar. It's called the Realum Inn. Really? <laughs> yeah. But we went there because it is, it's locally known to have some of the best fried chicken in town. And it and was, was it? it was delicious. It was actually mm. some of the best fried chicken I've had. But this place, it's dark inside and everything's brown and wood paneling and poorly lit. Mm. And the restrooms have fish on the door, you know, because it's the real I'm in. But right outside the men's room door, on the outside of the door, there was a condom machine. <laughs> yeah, it was classy, a classy joint. Did you get a condom? I did not get a condom. Just for a souvenir. You know. I, no, I didn't. But that's the type of place it was. You know, it was just, it, but it, the chicken was, it was really good. We also got like tater tots and mozzarella sticks and onion rings. And I want to go there right now. I know, everything fried. <laughs> it was delicious. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I like Portland. Um, there's a lot of good food there too, I find. Yeah. Uh, did you, have you ever been to Pine State Biscuits? I don't think I have. It's a really like a uh, good like biscuit place. And they make a really good fried chicken and you get like a chicken biscuit. Is that here? No, that's in Portland. Oh, okay. No, I hadn't heard of that. Um, so after drove back home, um, stopped and saw my grandparents on the way because I hadn't seen them in a few years and they're getting on in years. How are they? They're looking old. Are they listening to the podcast? Uh, no, I can pretty much guarantee that they're not going to hear this. Damn it. But you know, my grandmother was very excited to see me and I hadn't seen her in a while. So that was good. Of course she was. See my aunts and uncles and my cousin, it was my cousin's birthday the day I just happened to be passing through on his birthday. So got to see them. What did you get him for a present? I didn't because i forgot it was his birthday i know i forgot sorry then after we got back towards the end of the trip met up with toby again and we went to the emp the experience music project and they had a video game exhibit going on which Mm. which was kind of cool um they also had the science fiction museum there so i saw it's like some movie props they had a horror movie exhibit going on there oh it's kind of cool i took some pictures put it on my uh my Facebook and Instagram and stuff, but, um, you also saw the space needle. I saw the space needle. I didn't go in up into it this time. I'd been up there before, but while you were at the space needle, did you happen to see a white wrapper parachuting on top of it and put up a flag that said the heist? No, I did not see Macklemore while I was in Seattle. Unfortunately, (laughs) I looked, 
love that video. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. It's really, really good. <laughs> it's funny too. Um, something I remember, like the first night I was there, we went to this karaoke night that mm-hmm. they have at one of the bars there, and it was it was seventy or no, it wasn't seventies. It was eighties and nineties night. But people were singing everything but 80s and 90s music for some reason. They'd write their request and put it in. I wasn't there for very long, but one of the people went up and sang the song Taylor the Latte Boy. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'd never <laughs> heard the actual song before. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of a cute song. Yeah. It, yeah. They the prefaced it with like, if you like coffee and, you know, you go to Starbucks, you know, because it's all Starbucks mm. up there. But when I heard that story that that's how I got the name, I went and looked at the video and there's a video on YouTube of uh, what's her name? That little tiny singer. Kristen Chenoweth? Yes. She sings it. She sang it on like some talk show or something. I just thought it was funny that someone chose to sing that the night I was there. That's funny. (laughs) And I did go to the very first Starbucks, which is a big tourist trap. Or the motherland, as you like to call it. (laughs) I only went there because one of my coworkers wanted me to get her a coffee mug from there because she loves her Starbucks cups. Do they have different ones yes. than other places? Yeah, they have one that says the very, no, it doesn't say the very first, but it says the first Starbucks store and it has like Seattle, Washington. And you probably could have gone to the airport and got her <laughs> one and just written on it with a Sharpie. She would well, never known. I had to go there anyway because my friend Alan owns a toy shop there. He sells wind up toys. Oh, cool. So I had to go see him. I put up one of our cards for some advertising so more people will see it and hopefully listen to the show. <laughs> Yeah, Alan's not listening. I don't think he listens to podcasts, but... Hi, Alan, if you are anyway. Yeah, whatever. And if you're not, fuck off. (laughs) Yes. So it was a very busy trip. Um, I was gone for six days, but it just went by really fast. You deserve a vacation. You've been working a lot lately, so it's good that you had time off. The good part was the day I got back to work was my first day of back to eight hours. Yay. The 10-hour days are done until next year. Back to normal. Well, normal-ish. I'm still working at night. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, are we still playing this game? Evidence. I found... What? Are you supposed to tell me what it is? Yeah, well, I'll do it anyway. So something about a crooked cop. Walking the beat helps break in the new police shoes. That makes no sense at all. No. I'm lost. Three. Three. You get to move the suspect again. <laughs> oh. So I pick, okay, I really have no idea what's going on in this game. No, me either. The On the board and on the box as well. So this obviously came out the season that these people were featured. So it's Jesse L. Martin, who was in Rent, who I knew him from Rent. Uh, Dennis Farino. I'm not trying to think what he did before this. He's character actor. He's been a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, he looks like a mafia dude. I don't remember her name, but I remember her character's name was Sutherland. She's upside down. Elizabeth Rom. That's her name. Wrong. Rom. R-O-H-M. Rom. Yeah, that. Okay. And it was very controversial because when her last episode, she got fired because she screwed up a case. And she said, am I fired because I'm a lesbian? And there had been no indication that she had been a lesbian the entire time (laughs) she had been on the show. And it was just like out of nowhere. That's pretty funny. And they were like, fuck no. It's because you suck. Get out of (laughs) here. And then Sam Watterson, who is one of my favorite actors Mm -hmm. on the show. Uh, Yeah. He's a good guy. Good guy. (laughs) Well, I was in Denver while you were in Seattle. Yes. I was visiting my friend Thomas. Hi, Thomas. It was his birthday, right? It was. And so I brought him many geeky presents. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did he like those? He liked them a lot. They sort of had a theme running through them. So Thomas has a lot of varied, like, sci-fi, geeky kind of interests, as many of us do. 
Mm-hmm. I think pretty much anyone who listens to this podcast probably has some sort of geekery in their life. Of course. So I got him a ceramic TARDIS mug from Doctor Who. Does it change color or travel through time and space? No, it has a little lid on top. Oh, well, that's handy. It looks just like the TARDIS. And then I got him a a tea diffuser that looks like the Death Star <laughs> from Star Wars. Okay. I got him a box of Earl Grey tea that says Earl Grey Hot. That's Star Trek, right? From Star Trek. Okay. Now, he also is a big fan of like Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, the kind of stuff, mm-hmm. the Tolkien things. They don't have any tea related. No Hobbit tea? No, they drink a lot of like ale and mead, I think, or something. Oh. I, I don't know. I've never seen yeah, them. I haven't either. But I, so I, I couldn't find a tea related item to go with the others. So instead, I got him Hobbit socks. Oh, okay. That have like the toes, like an individual. Oh. What do you call those? Uh, toe socks yeah toe socks and then on the top it has like a little design to look like their hairy feet oh, god <laughs> so he can wear the socks while he's drinking his tea okay yeah <laughs> cute that sounds fun i was there very short it was just there for a weekend you were gone a lot longer mm-hmm. i we went to uh boulder i got to see mork and mindy's house i saw the picture <laughs> I was on Instagram that you posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It looks just like it looks exactly the same, just painted different. Right. And there was no Jeep sitting out front. Did they have like a tourist attraction thing set up for it? Is that how you found it? Well, we Googled it ah. and that's how we found where it was located. They have like a plaque on the on the house. And I think the the Googles told us that they don't mind you going by taking pictures. Just don't bother them kind of thing. Then we, we drove up to Estes Park, which is really, really gorgeous yeah. area. And I got to see the exterior of the hotel, the Stanley Inn from The Shining. Wow. And we just talked about The Shining because I saw that documentary, Room 230. What is it? 27? I don't remember. Not 227 as we yeah. established. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but it was really, it's a beautiful property and it was nice. And it was really, it was cooler there because when I was in Colorado, it was like hitting 100 here in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And so it was like 70, 80 while I was I think there. it was, wasn't it still snowing in parts of Colorado? It snowed when I came back. Oh, okay. Yeah, it snowed last week. <sighs> Lucky it's, them. It's me. I it's... brought my coat because Thomas said, you may want to bring it because it gets kind of cold at night. And I never got to wear it. Oh, really? I was disappointed. It was cool in Seattle. I was like 52 the day I left. I, I wore a coat that day. And Burr. then it was like 100 here. <laughs> no. I'm like, I don't want to go home. Can I just stay here? Why do we live in the desert? What's wrong with us? Really? (laughs) While we were in Boulder, we went to have lunch at this brewery. It was like a Belgian brewery kind of place. Not my favorite kind of beer, but there was this uh, scavenger hunt going on. Downtown Boulder is a little like here in Tempe. There's like um, a Mill Avenue section, which Mm -hmm. is like there's a lot of pubs and bars and shopping and stuff like that. And people walk around it a lot. It's sort of like that. So there was a scavenger hunt going on and people were like dressed in crazy costumes. Like there were a couple of people who were screaming goats. Okay. What? <laughs> and then there were a couple of people who were dressed like, uh, like macho man, Randy Savage. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what the scavenger hunt was about, but it is relevant to the story. So there were these one people there. They had to come into the brewery to do some sort of game as a part of their scavenger hunt. Yeah. And they usually had beer while they were there. So there was these, this one table of people and two of the people, I think they were in the scavenger hunt because they were wearing identical shirts, either that or they were Donna Marie. I'm not sure. <laughs> when you walk into the brewery, there's this giant bottle of like beer. It looks like a champagne bottle. Okay. And it's clearly decorative, you know, right? but it is an actual bottle of beer. 
And it it turns out it was pretty old. It was like 50 or 60 years old, I think. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting not too far away from it. And I was sitting there and I was talking to Thomas. And all of a sudden I hear like a champagne cork go off. And I look over and I see like two feet of beer being shot into the air. They opened it? Some dude was standing there and he was like, he had this look on his face like, oh shit. (laughs) Oh wow. So this guy went over there who was, I'm going to tell you, was not young. He was like probably in his 60s. Yeah. (laughs) And he started fiddling with the little thing that the cork keeps the cork on, like little wires. Yeah, the stopper thing. I think he thought it was completely fake. And he was just over there like messing with it. And it was real. And it popped open. (laughs) And the cork like landed at my feet. (laughs) Wow. And I was just sitting there going, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, who does that? Who right. does that? You know, and he he owned up to it. He's like, my bad. It was me, you know. And fortunately, he had the money to pay for it. Or he had a credit card on him, one of the two. They charged him $500 for it. <laughs> Jeez. And so he said that he would come back tomorrow because, like, they were going to put it in. Because it was warm. Yeah. And they were going to put it in the fridge. But it's 60-year-old beer. It can't be good, you know. I, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> it, it, oh, it was so <laughs> yeasty smelling and just disgusting. And I was just the whole time I was like, what a dumbass. Who does that? That's weird that you were there to see that. I know. That, that was one of the highlights of the trip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I also saw Oblivion while I was there. Oh, yeah. The new Tom Cruise vehicle movie. Was it good? You know, I'm not a big Tom Cruise fan, but it, you know, it's fun enough. You know, it's very special effects driven and the story's interesting enough. You know, yeah. um, it's kind of long. Like, I wish it. I feel like I'm an old person when I say this, but really, movies are getting to be too long. <laughs> <laughs> like, poor Thomas had to go to the bathroom for like the last hour of the movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And uh, so, like, the minute the movie ended, he's like, I'll be back. And he, like, ran out of the theater. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Django Unchained finally. Did you? And that is a long movie, too. And that, <laughs> that's the reason I didn't w- I want to see it in the theater is because I was watching it with Brad. And we took several breaks throughout it. You know, we mm-hmm. ordered. You watched f- it at, like, home or something. Yeah, at, at his place. And um, we ordered food and we watched it and we took breaks. And it was took two hours and 45 mm-hmm. minutes. It was long. I also saw Pitch Perfect while I was in Denver. I like that movie a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. The the whole beginning part of it at the competition, Mm -hmm. that just came out of nowhere, but it was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) And they make use of that opening scene a lot during the movie. We don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. That's one of those stupid, like, oh, it's like one of those step up or one of those dance movies, but it was really funny. And I like um, Rebel Wilson. Mm -hmm. She's funny in that. And uh, they're making a sequel, I read the other day. They are, are going to do a sequel to that movie. It's a so. good movie. It is good. We're totally stalling. To- oh, are we? Oh. <laughs> All right. What did you do? I um, landed on a location card, so I got a location card. You sound very excited about that prospect. <sighs> this game. <laughs> I don't understand any of that. God, stop with the noise. <laughs> what? Uh, noise. It's been all throughout this episode. Well. It's part of the Law and Order lore. I'm going to make a house rule. What's that? You won! Yay! <laughs> I don't want to play this game. It, it sucks, people. Don't. If you see this, do not get it. If you see it, buy it for 50 cents, which is a generous asking price, and then just throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Save everyone from it. Burn it, if you will. But it's in a metal box. I don't think the metal box will burn, but take the, the contents m- inside of the metal box will burn. Yes. Take the metal box, fashion it into a crude knife, find who made the game, and stab them with it. There are a lot of games like this where they try to like 
capitalize on the success mm-hmm. of a show. Yeah. And this company in particular, because I see a lot of games like this in the thrift stores that are in a metal box. Because mm-hmm. we have a few. Yes. We have one for Sex in the City. I think we have another one too, but I can't remember what it was. I saw one from Modern Family. And I think I saw that like in its second season. I'm like, if it's a trivia game... How much trivia about like just a handful of episodes can you come up with? Or or I don't know what the, it might not be a trivia game, but it just kind of. I almost like, wish really? this was a trivia game because I'd probably do you, really well. You still would have won either way, regardless of me calling that house rule that you won. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of, well, I've seen a lot of the SVU ones. Did I say that right? I, yes, you did that Yay, time. Yay, me. <laughs> now, how do you say the name of the, the female R&B singer that was in Battleship? Rihanna? That's correct. You remembered. Good job. Sometimes saying words is hard. I know. It's like math. It's like math with your mouth. (laughs) That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. Visit our website to find your favorite games at GameNightGuys.com. You can email us at hello at GameNightGuys.com or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. Follow us on Twitter. We are at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Cecil Jean. And I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at facebook.com slash game night guys. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Bye. Goodbye. In the Game Night Guys podcast system. Should I do it that like I'm angry? <laughs> no. What is that voice? I don't know. I'm going to kill you. That's weird. You're not Dave White. <laughs> I'm going to hold you a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do it like that? <laughs> Enough with the noise.